Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash Thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Inc. Conquer your New Year's resolutions with the Before Breakfast podcast. In each bite-sized daily episode, you'll learn how to make the most of your time with practical tools to help you feel less busy and get more done. Listen to Before Breakfast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. TikTok is revolutionizing how Starbucks works. This oppression scholar explained the not all men psychology so well, people are thanking her. And we're discussing the Bucket List family with Steph McNeil. It's May 17th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shiloh Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So we are beginning the day with the fact that TikTok and social media are changing how Starbucks operates. You know, this all started with a viral photo posted on Twitter from user Project Josie of a ridiculously long and specialized order for a drink. You may have seen the picture of it on Twitter. But that customization and specificity is in large part thanks to TikTok, where suggestions for certain customized drinks can go viral. Those suggestions come from influencers and baristas alike. And once the drink takes off, there's absolutely no stopping it. One barista from Nashua, New Hampshire, told BuzzFeed News that there was a time last summer where a viral TikTok drink, iced white mocha with cold foam and caramel drizzle, was so popular that it accounted for about one in five drinks he made during the afternoon shift. And it turns out that specificity and the Starbucks app itself are fueling this trend even more. According to a recent earning report from the coffee giant, 26% of orders for Starbucks came from the mobile app. So, you know, obviously, like, I am a huge coffee drinker. I actually don't drink a lot of Starbucks, but something I find interesting about this trend is that most of these drinks are iced drinks, and they're not hot drinks at all. Why does that interest you, Shyla? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a hot <laughs> coffee drinker. I don't know. And it's just, you know, because you can't put all of these things in. It doesn't work for a hot drink. But I guess it's just like, you know, like I said, I'm a hot coffee drinker, not iced, but... 
I mean, some of these things, I saw one the other day that was like, it's supposed to be like an Oreo milkshake or whatever, but it's a drink. So people are getting really creative. No, they are. And I love, you know, at some point, I feel like Starbucks could just like have some sort of competition where they're like... (laughs) make a new drink for us. That's basically <laughs> you what know? people are doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, hopefully it won't be an overly complicated one that baristas will hate for the rest of time. Yuck. <laughs> so meanwhile, an oppression scholar is going viral for breaking down the psychology behind not all men. And it's really helping a lot of people. So this explanation comes from the TikTok account Perspective, which is run by a woman named Evelyn who holds two master's degrees from Harvard. Here's how she explained the not all men phenomenon. Let's talk about men who say, not all men. This behavior comes from three sources. First, this is a male pick-me behavior. Oh, I understand there are men out there who are acting in abusive ways, but I'm not one of them. I'm one of the good guys. That's a total delusion, by the way. In a patriarchy, everyone has internalized misogyny, sexism, and oppressive ways to treat women. That's why we all gotta unlearn patriarchal ways of behaving. Number two, the need to control women's voices. Notice how they are tone policing women far more than they're mad at those men who are abusing, harassing, and raping women who are giving rest of the men a bad name. Number three, male superiority complex. This is relate to the male pygmy behavior. Oh, I understand there will be awful men out there like who will abuse and rape and harass you and oppress you, but I'm not one of them. If you depend on me to protect you from male violence, you'll be good. This explanation went viral, so much so that men are thanking her for breaking this down so eloquently. Now, some of the comments included, I've got a lot to learn, and I used to say not all men as a way to try and bring comfort to women who seemed upset with men. But now I understand your point of view. Honestly, I think this breakdown was so, so important for men and women alike, because to be honest for myself, it's like one of those things when someone says that to you and you're kind of just like flustered and you don't know what to respond back because you know it's wrong and it's not right, but you can't like verbalize it, it in a right. put it into words. And it's like having this is like, it makes so much sense. It's what I've been trying to say. And it's like now, you know, I'll have, I have the tools to go forth and do that. Yeah. And I love that people are commenting that it really made a difference and that it's like helping them understand because Mm -hmm, I also mm -hmm. feel like it's not on women to, I mean, she's doing this and she's a scholar, but I also feel like it's important that men are the ones that really understand where it's coming from. Like we don't need to be the ones to articulate it. Right. No. And it's good that other men see this, especially the men who are like, not all men because they think that they aren't included, but it's like, they are included. Yeah, exactly. You know, whether they know it or not and they don't know it. (laughs) Okay. So Casey, it's time for what has basically become a recurring segment on this podcast, which, you know, is influencers behaving badly. Mm. (laughs) Today, we're talking about the Bucket List family. Now, they're YouTube creators who basically flaunt their enviable globe-trotting lifestyle for clicks, which is fine. It's what influencers do. But they posted a recent video that's gotten a lot of backlash and really grossed a lot of people out. To explain why YouTube has reached the point of no return when it comes to what hits its trending list, we're joined by BuzzFeed News social news editor Steph McNeil. She wrote the piece, YouTube culture is broken. Just check out this video from the Bucket List family. Hi, Steph. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. So let's start here. Who exactly are the Bucket List family and how did they rise to prominence on YouTube? So the Bucket List family actually have a really interesting backstory, I would say more so than I would your average YouTuber or even average person. Um, the father of the Bucket List family, Garrett G., a couple of years ago, um, I believe it was in 2014, 2013, sold an app called Scan to Snapchat 
and made millions of dollars. Um, he was really young at the time. I don't know exactly how old he was, but I mean, he basically did the one thing that we all wish we could do, which is in (laughs) his early career, he got a windfall. And, you know, after that, I guess he didn't want to just sit around and count his millions. So he and his wife and their kids, they had two at the time, I believe now they have three decided to travel the world, which, you know, also like sounds pretty appealing. They started documenting their travels on, you know, YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that. And I think at the beginning, it was more just to share their lives with everyone. But over time, they have started calling themselves travel journalists. And so they're big time into the idea that you can live a very full life outside of the norms of mainstream society. I mean, it also obviously helps if you've made millions of dollars on an app, but you know, they're very into like sharing their experiences with the world, trying to get more people to travel, um, you know, and showing how you can travel with kids, all that kind of good stuff. Mm. You know, part of their appeal is they market themselves as, as an average family, but you know, the average family doesn't have those millions of dollars, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because they've never like tried to hide that that was what happened. It's not like a gotcha thing. Like, you know, they're pretty open about it. And if you Google him, it's like one of the first things that comes up. But yeah, you know, I think that they do. It's not like they have a reputation for being a rich family. They have a reputation for being a very, you know, average family on a grand adventure, I guess you would say. Okay, so I want to get into the drama of it all. So, you know, fans of the Bucket List family have recently turned on them for a video that they uploaded. So what happened in the video and why did it receive such harsh backlash? So they uploaded a video and it had one of those YouTube titles, which are criticized as being very clickbaity, where... It seemed very serious. They said something like skiing accident, mom, you know, um, helicoptered out of skiing accident. So immediately people were like, oh my God, what happened? Um, And then they did the thing that a lot of people also don't like about YouTubers, which is they have a very crazy title and a very scary looking uh, thumbnail, but then it takes the entire video to actually get to the action in this case, which, you know, we found out a lot later just to preface, you know, Jessica like was injured, but she's, you know, she's doing fine. She had a, an ACL injury. She basically had a serious knee injury as many people do while skiing. And so the whole video is just showing them in Utah skiing and then, you know, their kids and basically gets to the very end and you see her, basically wipe out on the ski slopes and her husband runs up to her and, you know, you kind of see him run up on the, assume it's some sort of GoPro or something. And then after that, it shows a helicopter going away and then it just kind of cuts black. So it was like almost like a cliffhanger. Like we didn't, you didn't really know like, oh my God, did she hit her head? You know, did she, what did she injure? How seriously injured is she? And the way that they promoted it to their fans was they put up a slide on Instagram story that says our Sunday video contains some sad and heartbreaking footage with a bunch of sad emojis. And then, so you click on the video, you have this quick cliffhanger where you really don't know, you know, people, people can get very, very seriously injured as we all know skiing. So it was like, you know, is this something where she's, you know, having any sort of like head injury or anything like that? Like you really didn't know. And then they just kind of stopped posting for a few days 
you know, people have, you know, these very intense parasocial relationships with YouTubers, especially people like the G's who have millions and millions of followers. So people were freaking out. They were, you know, people were posting that they, you know, kept refreshing the page. They couldn't sleep. They were so worried about Jessica. And basically over the next few days, the tide kind of shifted against them. At first, I think people were really genuinely concerned and like freaking out. And then it was when they, they kept continuing to kind of put up very vague stories about it. They uploaded a text slide that seemed to be written by Jessica. That was like, I have mixed feelings when I watch the video. I cringe and cry when I watch the accident, but there were still no details. So at a certain point, people started to be like, okay, what is going on here? You're being a little cruel, you know, like, is she okay? And just let us know what's going on. And then it took like four days practically for them to actually acknowledge what had happened to her. And they actually did it in a comment on Instagram. They didn't even say like, Hey guys, you know, sorry if we worried anyone, Jessica is having surgery for her ACL or whatever. And so finally, yeah, they uploaded a photo of her getting surgery saying she's having surgery. Um, but still there was no indication of like, what is she having surgery for? And then finally in response to a commenter, um, the dad, Garrett said, okay, yeah, she's having ACL surgery. So the whole thing was just really bizarre. And people started to get really upset because they were like, it seemed, you know, if you look at it from a cynical lens, if people are on your page refreshing day after day, hoping for an update, that's going to, you know, your engagement numbers are going to skyrocket. So then people were like, are you just trying to get views for this? Like, what is the deal? But really exposed the side of them. And I think a lot of people didn't see, and they didn't really help themselves either because Garrett went on his Instagram and basically was like, wow, you guys are, um, Jessica's crying over the, all the hurtful comments on her surgery post. Um, you know, basically saying like, how dare you guys attack my wife when she's going through this trauma? And, you know, I'm sure, you know, it sounds awful. I'm not, you know, downplaying it at all. It sounds awful, but you know, the way that they handled it was the issue rather than, you know, people just randomly bullying her for an accident. Was that how they responded to the backlash was just like, basically not taking any responsibility for what happened or did they come back and like actually make a video or explain themselves or apologize? Yeah, like that's pretty much been their response. Basically, they were saying like one of the things that he that they said a few times was like, look, you know, if you're going to follow us, like you can't just expect to see happy things all the time. So that also kind of like it really rubs people the wrong way. Basically, a lot of people were like, that's not really the point. You know, they weren't addressing the, it seemed to a lot of people, the like root cause of the issue. And since then, they've actually just been posting like normal. Um, she posted that her kids were, you know, helping her relax after surgery. And then, you know, their last three posts have just been, you know, normal, normal content. And, you know, obviously you said that they have a huge following. So has YouTube said anything about the backlash? Have they responded at all? Um, no, which is wow. pretty much far for the course. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be right back to talk about more of the darker side of family YouTube. It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. 
Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We're talking with Steph McNeil about how broken YouTube's culture is. You know, we talk a lot about influencers across platforms never really being canceled, even when their actions might warrant it. Given the seriousness of this particular video, what do you think will happen to the bucket list family when it comes to their use of social media? I don't necessarily see a lot happening. I think unless we, I think what I tried to say in the post, and obviously it was a post for our newsletter, so I didn't have a, you know, it was, I didn't have a ton of time to sit and interrogate everything. But I think the issue isn't necessarily with this one family in this one video. Um, you know, I think it's with all of the things that led to them act in this way. You know, like this is just my opinion, but a lot of the, you know, the title on the video and kind of the cliffhanger nature of it, it almost felt like you were watching something that wasn't real. It it felt like it was a TV show or something where they were trying to get an audience. And I think that goes back to just the problem with YouTuber culture. It's that it's not just YouTube itself, but the entire zeitgeist rewards people who treat their family fodder as if it's a dramatic television show. And that's when they run into trouble. But unless there's actually some interrogation of the culture, if we actually sit down and be like, this is seriously flawed, I don't really think anything's going to change. And that's not, you know, against the G's or any other YouTuber. I think that we would need to overhaul the entire thing. And I don't, I don't know how to do that, but I think the best way to do it is to at least start talking about it. And, you know, this totally leads into my next question. So in your piece, you write, sharing your family online is fine. Making money off YouTube is fine. But when you find yourself openly baiting your audience with a serious accident for clicks and engagement, it may be time to look in the mirror and ask yourself, how far are you willing to go for YouTube? So is this actually some of the worst behavior you've seen? Do you think that influencers ever learn from these scandals or learn from each other's scandals? Or do you think that they're all just doomed to repeat the same mistakes over and over again? 
I would caution against, you know, painting influencers with such a wide brush. I would say that there is a certain type of YouTuber who it seems to me that has been trained by this, again, overall cultural phenomena to seek views at all costs. To answer your question, no, it's not the worst YouTuber thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, But I mean, that's pretty bad too. But it's like, I think I don't really know what will change that. And I think the only thing that could would be if the wider culture, you know, not just me, not just you guys, but you know, the overall, like everyone in culture actually interrogating, like what is happening on YouTube? And that's been something that not a lot of people have been interested in doing. So I don't really know. You know, to talk about some of those really bad scandals, you know, it's kind of been a reality check that some of the most recent scandals have revolved around these family-focused channels like Katie Sorensen from Motherhood Essentials being charged with making false kidnapping claims and Nikki Filippi getting backlash for putting down her otherwise healthy dog. Has any of that surprised you or is it just par for the course for YouTube? After the Micah Stoffer thing, not a lot can surprise me on YouTube, which is she is the woman who uh, found another home for her adopted son. I mean, I think like those incidents are distinct. Like, I don't, I wouldn't say that like those two incidents necessarily are like the same trajectory, but I think that there are some common threads. Um, I think with the Nikki thing you mentioned, it was more that she had a platform and she had to address it and she did something that was wrong and she just like had to face up to it rather than doing something for views. I don't know. It's so, it's so complex. That's the thing. No, it is. And it's, I mean, it is, it's new territory, even though it's not new, you know, in the grand scheme of this world, it is new. It's so new and it's, it's hard to know. I mean, I think we don't really know what the impact will be on children yet because, you know, this hasn't been going on long enough that even the oldest vlogger kids are still teenagers. So I think like, I think there's a lot we don't know. I can pretty unequivocally say that I think a lot of the scandals that do come out of YouTube, if you follow the thread, usually you can find some way back to the way that the culture just rewards Uh, clicks for drama. And I think that gets a lot of people in trouble, you know, it's particularly people who might not have the same scruples that people would, that, you know, you or I might expect, or someone else might expect of, you know, what they're willing to do or say, or manipulate for a reward on YouTube. Well, Steph, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about all of this. Sure. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, the next time someone pulls the not all men bit, play the perspective TikTok. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. 
See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch. Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Zeke. Leaping grab Devontae Adams. Plus watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow. Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. Yeah, actually, don't. I'm Paris Hilton, and this is Trapped in Treatment, a weekly podcast of shocking survivor experiences and stories from an industry plagued by controversy. With my hosts, Caroline Cole and Rebecca Mellinger, we will uncover the truth of one teen treatment facility each season. First up, Provo Canyon School. This one is personal. Listen to Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.